Bad news for the Boston Bruins on Wednesday as it was announced that rookie center Matt Potro will be out of action for five months following shoulder surgery. What are the implications for the roster construction down the stretch? And uh, what does it mean in advance of tonight's huge game against the Vancouver Canucks? Let's discuss it on a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, February 8th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine. Free and available on your favorite podcast app, Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, wherever you get podcasts, as well as on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button and never miss an episode. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which means your favorite team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase of tickets to your next event huge game on tap tonight against the vancouver canucks the top two teams in the nhl we all know the history between these two clubs although it's uh, i don't want to say ancient history but can you believe it's been 13 years since vancouver and boston met in the stanley cup final uh here they are back on top once again and it should be a very spirited affair Tonight, as the Bruins look to shake off what was a very lackluster effort the other night against the Calgary Flames. Before we get into all that, a quick reminder, you can find the podcast on social media at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me at Ian C. McLaren. Let's begin with the big news that dropped yesterday, which is that rookie center Matt Potra underwent a successful right shoulder open stabilization procedure on Wednesday. The surgery was performed by Dr. Thomas Hullivax at Massachusetts General Brigham Hospital. Thank you for your service, Dr. Hullivax. The expected recovery time is approximately five months, which means we're going into March, April, May, June, July. So maybe Patra can come back and play at the, uh, you know, rookie camp in the summer after the draft. General Manager Don Sweetie said, quote, Matt has been an important part of our team's success thus far, and he will be missed. Our medical staff made the recommendation for Matt to proceed with the surgery rather than continue playing with an unstable shoulder and risking further damage. Everyone involved supported the decision as to do what was best for him at this time. Matt is just starting his Bruins career and is a key part of our future, end quote. So we can read from that. He's not going to be traded. He's not going to be used as a piece heading down the stretch. I think it's fair to say Patra will be a Bruin for some time, and that's great because the energy he brought, uh, the enthusiasm, the joy that he brought to the game, you could clearly tell that it rubbed off on his older Bruins teammates. 
As far as what the lineup implications are, well, he had missed the last few games and he's been in and out of action because of the World Juniors, some load management. And as I have been saying on the podcast, I wasn't wholly convinced that he wasn't going to be sent back to junior down the stretch. I don't know if they truly believe that he was ready for the rigors of late regular season NHL hockey as well as certainly NHL postseason hockey. At the moment, the Bruins have some center depth that they can still use to their advantage. They have, obviously, Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka as the top two. Morgan Geeky's been playing on the third line. Jesper Bokvist has been locking down the fourth line center role, although you could argue he's better suited on the wings. The obvious candidate to be recalled is uh, Johnny Beecher, who started the season as the fourth line center. Very impressive in the dots. I, I wasn't quite convinced he deserved to have been sent back to Providence in the first place. Could easily see him being recalled. And you could still have a pretty good fourth, or sorry, four centers in Coyle, Zaka, Geeky, Bokvist. Of course, there's not much depth there in terms of uh, injury padding, buffering. Perhaps Georgi Merkulov would be the next man up to play center. Uh, you have Patrick Brown, of course, who can play center down in the AHL. Nobody's super enthused about that kind of recall. Uh, you could give John Farinacci a look. Perhaps Brett Harrison. Maybe Mark McLaughlin gets a look. There are internal options, but it leads to speculation that the Bruins could add a center down uh, down the stretch here in advance of the trade deadline. The obvious candidate or one of the emerging candidates is Adam Henrique down in Anaheim. He is in the final year of a five-year, what is it, $5.5 million contract, I believe. And um, no, sorry, 5.825, playing very well for Anaheim so far this season. 15 goals, 18 assists for 33 points in 49 games. He would be a great addition if the Bruins can pull that off. Of course, Boston and Anaheim do have quite an extensive recent trade history as well. So that's something they could possibly build on. 34, final year of a contract, prorated, obviously, and perhaps something that they could look to. For the time being, I would assume Johnny Beecher will get recalled and the Bruins will go internal. And again, they're completely limited in terms of what they can do on the trade market because of a lack of prospects, lack of draft picks. Uh, they could flip an active roster player who's a pending unrestricted free agent. You're probably not going to do that with Matt Jake DeBrusque or Matt Grizzlick, James Van Riemsdyk, maybe Kevin Shattenkirk, maybe Derek Forbort, but... Are you really going to get an impact center in that kind of deal? I don't think so. Overall, Matt Patra, again, just impressed from day one of training camp. He earned his spot on the Bruins roster. He finishes with five goals and 10 assists for 15 points in 33 games as a 19-year-old rookie, which is incredibly impressive. It was impressive that he cracked the team in the first place. His showing in the preseason, 
putting up 15 points in 33 games. The future is so bright for Matt Patra. Silver lining with the injury is that he won't hit that 40-game mark, and therefore his um, UFA status won't kick in until he's age 27. Uh, He's going to turn 20 in just a couple weeks. Wish speedy recovery to Matt Patra. So excited for his future in black and gold. And uh, hopefully it's a, a clean recovery and he's back to it in the summer, getting ready for training camp where he should make even more of an impact next season for the Boston Bruins. Today's Thursday, and that means we're going to update the Atlantic Division Power Rankings. And we'll jump to that here as the podcast continues. If you're hiring in 2024, then there's no better place to get in on the action than Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data. They have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. They don't just help you hire faster either. They have the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. Now, right now, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply, but if you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most free retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees do apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. The 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. A 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. It's available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC is a registered broker-dealer. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day, free and available on your favorite podcast app. And on YouTube, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, we're also on YouTube, where you can find the Locked On Sports Today channel, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, which gives you all the latest from our local shows and our national shows covering the biggest sports stories of the day. Locked on sports today. Uh, check it out and subscribe right now. All right, it's Thursday, which means it is power rankings day. The past few weeks, we've looked at positional power rankings. This week, locked on hosts went back to the traditional 
divisional format for the power rankings. And uh, the last time we did this, I believe Florida had overtaken the Bruins as the number one team in the Atlantic, but that has since been corrected, rectified. This week, spoiler alert, we'll start from the top, Boston Bruins, the number one team in the Atlantic, and that's well-deserved. They have played the same amount of games as the Florida Panthers, but they have five more points, and that's because the Bruins have five more overtime or shootout wins than the Panthers. Boston's 31, 10, and 9. Florida's 31, 15, and 4. So those five regulation losses are the difference at the moment. Boston's point percentage is 710. Florida's is 660. And Boston's goal differential is plus 42 compared to Florida at plus 30. Boston's also a bit hotter than Florida. They each lost their previous games, but uh, Boston 7-2-1 and one over their last 10, while Florida is 5-3-2. and two. From there, it's uh, pretty standard in terms of who you'd expect to be in the top four. The Toronto Maple Leafs, 49 points, I'm sorry, 49 games played. They have 60 points, one more than Tampa Bay, but Tampa has played two more games. So, point percentage there's a bigger difference there in fact Tampa's fifth when it comes to point percentage at the moment despite going eight and two over their last 10 games if you go by point percentage it's Boston Florida Toronto at 612 Detroit at 580 and then Tampa Bay at 578 in the power rankings Tampa's fourth this week Detroit is fifth but you could easily swap them because Detroit has a better point percentage and a better goal differential as well, plus 15 compared to plus 9. Point percentage, as a reminder, is the percentage of points that you have earned based on all points available. So Boston, they played 50 games. That means there's 100 points that have been on the table this season. They've earned 71 points, so they have a 7 71% point percentage, 710 point percentage. The bottom three, no surprise, Buffalo, Montreal, and Ottawa. Montreal actually has a better point percentage than Buffalo, but Buffalo's goal differential is much better. It's minus 10, whereas Montreal's is minus 36. The Ottawa Senators way down in the East in terms of points. In fact, they are tied with Columbus for the fewest points, although they have three games in hand. So Columbus on track to be the worst team in uh, the East this season. Anaheim, San Jose, Chicago, all with fewer points. The other top teams in the NHL by division, according to Locked On Hosts, you have the Rangers in the Metropolitan Division. They're six point up on the Hurricanes with two more games played, I should add. Uh, Colorado, they got the edge over Dallas, although they are tied in points and point percentage and very close in goal differential. Out in the West is, uh, sorry, out in the Pacific, you have Vancouver, who's seven points ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights heading into tonight's showdown 
between the top two teams in the NHL. So Boston, very much uh, deserving of being back in top spot. Florida's underlying numbers are very strong, and they are sincerely a team to be reckoned with. They could, at some point, sneak up and take top spot from the Boston Bruins. Uh, They're second in terms of shot attempt differential at 5-on-5. They are third in terms of shot differential, expected goals. They are fourth. So this is a, a pretty good team when it comes to underlying numbers. They're just not getting the uh, five-on-five so- scoring success that the Bruins are, as well as as many saves, just slightly behind in point percentage, but a couple percentage points back in terms of shooting percentage, 983 for Boston compared to, uh, where's Florida here? 7.1, which is third lowest in the NHL. So if Florida can get some better scoring at five on five, then they could certainly overtake the Bruins at some point. That's certainly something to keep an eye on. If the playoffs started today, it would be Florida, Toronto in round one. I would pick Florida all day in that one. And Boston would be taking on the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit's played them pretty good this season. That would be a tough series. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's way too early to be talking about the playoffs. What is not too early to be talking about is a showdown between the top two teams in the NHL. That will happen tonight in Boston as the Canucks are in town. And we'll preview that game here as the podcast continues. Game time is my favorite place to check out tickets for events in my local area. Not just for sports either, for music, comedy, and theater. They have last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and a best price guarantee so you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets. I love the view from your seat uh, bit because you can just yes, get exactly what the view will be when you arrive to the venue. All in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, create an account, redeem code locked on for $20 off. That's game time, last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed all right get excited friends it is boston hosting vancouver tonight a showdown between the top two teams in the national hockey league and we all know that this isn't just a random game between an eastern conference team and a western conference canadian team there's some history here and the rivalry was kind of re ramped up over All-Star Weekend when we saw Thatcher Demko refused to hug Jeremy Swayman, which is bonkers. Why would you do that? And also JT Miller casting a bit of shade on Jeremy Swayman as well uh, with him saying he was easy to beat or something like that. Now Vancouver's coming into this one 8-0-2 over their last 10 games, but some fairly relatively easy competition that they faced recently. They beat uh, Arizona, 
Toronto, Chicago, lost to St. Louis in overtime, and then beat Columbus in overtime, and most recently, after the All-Star break, beat the Carolina Hurricanes. Boston's coming off the loss to uh, Philadelphia, but they beat, oh, sorry, to Calgary, but they beat Philly and Ottawa leading into the break. They're 7 2 and 1 over their last 10. So both teams coming in pretty hot. 16 points. Oh, actually, 18 points for the Canucks over their last 10, whereas the Bruins have earned 15. Their hottest player is Quinn Hughes. He's got 11 points over his last five games, including 10 assists. Boston led by David Pasternak, who's got seven points. Charlie Coyle with five assists over that time. And he's on uh, quite a heater as well. I believe he's on a nine-game point streak, uh, maybe the longest of his career to date. And again, when we talk about center depth, Matt Potter getting knocked out. Um, Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka have stepped up huge this season. He's on a nine-game point streak, the best of his NHL career, two games clear of his previous longest streak, and only two NHLers are on an active stretch. That's longer. Dylan Larkin at 12 games and Cole Caulfield at uh, 10 games. David Pasternak, 73 points this season. The last Bruin with that many points through 50 contests was Adam Oates and Cam Neely back in 93-94, 73 and 74 points, respectively. And that's, uh, I mean, that was the duo that made me a Bruins fan back in the day. In terms of rankings, Boston is now sixth in power play, ninth on the penalty kill. The Canucks are seventh on the power play, but only 16th on the penalty kill. That's an area that they will need to shore up if they want some um, success in the playoffs. Their offense is first ranked, 3.78 goals per game. Their defense is second ranked at 2.54 goals per game. Boston's eighth in goals for, fourth in goals allowed. So Both teams can score, but both teams are very good defensively and have exceptional goaltending. Thatcher Demko, a Vesna Trophy candidate, if not a lock for finalists so far. He and Connor Hellebuck, I believe, are the the guys to beat there. Although, Jeremy Swayman is putting together quite a nice campaign as well. Demko with a 920 save percentage. They're led in scoring by Brock Besser, who has 30 goals in 50 games. 68 points for uh, JT Miller up front and 64 points for Quinn Hughes. Elias Pettersson also with 65 points. Elias Lindholm scored two goals in his debut the other night with the uh, with the Canucks. Now, Swayman did play the last game against Calgary, so we could get Linus Ulmark in this one, which would uh, kind of turn down the heat a bit on that rivalry with Demko Miller that I mentioned. But any at any rate, it should be a fantastic game. I'm very excited to see how the Bruins rebound from that game the other night against Calgary, how they step up to this clear measuring stick game against not only the best team in the West, but a team with which they have history. Um, both teams are pretty similar in terms of underlying stats, both on the other side of 
50% when it comes to shot attempt differential, expected goal differential. Vancouver is uh, slightly ahead of Boston. Both similar stories for these teams. High PDOs, uh, they rank one and two. High save percentages, high shooting percentages, and um, we'll see who's able to keep it going and who might regress here tonight. I'm very, very excited about this game. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Uh, You are all amazing. I appreciate the support. And uh, again, keep uh, Mrs. Locked On in uh, your thoughts. She's recovering from a procedure yesterday. And uh, we press on because that's what we do here. Grinding it away on Locked On Boston Bruins, your favorite team every single day. Have a fantastic Thursday, my friends. And we'll talk to you again here tomorrow to hopefully talk about a Boston Bruins win over Vancouver.